0: In this episode, Ken Schumann and a group of Faith Walkers reflect on the topic of welcoming the Spirit of Jesus. This conversation was originally recorded in April of 2022. We want to remind you, Faith Walking's mission is to make wholeness possible for individuals, communities, and the world. Visit us at www.faithwalking.us join this conversation.
1: Let's do a little Bible study together. So today, uh, on, on the heels of Easter last week, can you believe it's it's just one week ago we had Easter weekend? I know a lot of folk are still for whatever reason, Easter week is draining and uh, yeah, and painful for a lot of folks uh, in a lot of ways. Uh, but today I, I, we've been thinking about and talking about, as we've looked at particularly Luke's Gospel, We've been looking at the mission of Jesus through the lens of Luke. And we're going to sort of continue that. We're also, though, going to uh, transition. And next week, I'm going to begin looking at mission through the lens of Matthew and how Matthew and Luke look at mission different. But today, in the transition, I want to talk about mission. Uh, I want to talk about Easter and the mission of Jesus. I think it's important to ask and answer the question, what is the mission of Jesus? And my answer would be different than many people's. Because I believe the mission of Jesus was to both announce and to demonstrate through his life and ministry the kingdom of God. And I believe that's the mission of Jesus. And so, Easter. For the early the disciples was was vindiction. It, it was we hitched our wagon to this guy, and he preached and he taught and he did wonderful things, but he stirred up so many people in doing that that they executed him. So I really believe that's true, folks. I believe Jesus Made the political leaders, the religious leaders, his countrymen so anxious that the only way they knew how to deal with their anxiety was to was to just get rid of him and cut him off by executing him on the cross, and they did all that and and we, we went through you know the the loneliness, the depression the the hopelessness of those first disciples of imagining that okay this guy we hitched our wagon to. Now they've killed him. What are we going to do now? And then Easter comes. (laughs) And then Jesus shows up. Um, One of my favorite sections of scripture, and if you've been through all six modules in faith walking, uh, you know I talk about this, is, is John chapter 20. Where the disciples are hovered in the upper room, afraid. Depressed. Downcast, hopeless, because the one they had imagined was someone special and someone different had been executed. So Easter, so I, I'm I'm going to quote a few things uh, from the book Transforming Mission by David Bosch. Uh, It's it's kind of a seminal text for missional theology. David Bosch says it is only because of Easter that the four Gospels were written. All four of the Gospels were written from the perspective of Easter. And it is the Easter faith that enables the early Christian community to, to clearly see the practices of Jesus, and then to understand their own calling and their own objective through the lens of the practices of Jesus. And Easter did all that. Now, I, I'm not sure I know everything that that means, but but here's what i what I do believe. It is natural that the Gospels link Easter with Jesus's mission. Easter and mission go hand in hand, and mission means the proclamation and the manifestation of Jesus's message of the kingdom of God or the reign of God, whatever language you would like to to see. And then in the midst of that intimately connected to the resurrection, and almost as part of it is the gift of the spirit. Mission is the first activity of the spirit. And I like, I like what Bosch says here. He says, the spirit is the spirit of the risen Christ who is now active in the world. I, I want to tweak that a little today, and I want to invite you, when you think about the Holy Spirit, think in terms of the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Jesus. And I want to invite you just to think of it in this way. When, when, if I were to say, let's all have the same Spirit as Jerry. What would I be saying? Well, we want to be like jerry. we want we want to take on Jerry, the spirit of Jerry, uh, which is evident in in whatever way. So imagine that the spirit of Christ is so if i if I receive the the spirit of Christ, I'm going to naturally, begin to behave like christ did i'm going to do the things christ did i'm going to believe the things christ did i'm going to uh, I'm going to engage in the things Christ did why because i've taken on the spirit of the Christ I hope that makes sense a little so in john 20 twenty nine uh, I, I love this again in the voice translation one of my favorite translations uh it it says that Jesus shows up in the upper room with all of these disciples huddled together in fear and in despair, and Jesus just shows up, and I love that. He just pops in out of the blue, unannounced, in the middle of them, and one of the first things that he does, it says, and Jesus breathed on them. Now, I don't, I don't, I don't mean to be sacrilegious, but i don't like people breathing on me uh, do you i mean i mean do you like people to get close enough that you can feel their hot breath but it says jesus drew close enough and evidently he did that individually he drew close enough individually that he breathed on them and then this is what he said welcome the holy spirit of god welcome the gift of the holy spirit welcome my spirit. Implied in that is, is so again, y'all know I'm a word geek. Uh, the Greek word there is lambano, and it means to welcome, to accept, or to receive. So So imagine with it that Jesus breathed on them, and he said, now I want you to welcome into your life the same spirit that I have. So that, here, here's what I'm going to say, and I'm still processing some of this, but there's a difference between believing in Jesus and welcoming the spirit of Jesus. And what he invited those disciples to do is to welcome my spirit, welcome the same spirit that is in you. So here's where my mind took me this week. Second Timothy 1.7, you remember that one? God has not given us a spirit of fear, but God has given us a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. And by the way, I, I mean, in faith walking, that's just really, really powerful. So God has given us empowerment to take responsibility for our own lives. God has given us self-discipline, the capacity to choose our best thinking rather than our feelings in the moment to make better decisions with. And God has given us a spirit of love, which is caring about others in action. And and so I want to contrast, God has not given us a spirit of fear. So if we have fear, that's not the spirit of Jesus and and if we get honest with ourselves i want to i want to say 90% of of stuff that happens happens because people are afraid even theologically they're afraid so are you getting this idea of the of the spirit of jesus to be like jesus so to be like jesus means to be empowered To be like Jesus means to be disciplined. To be like Jesus means to be loving. So I would simply say, if you're not loving, you're not reflecting the spirit of Jesus. And that's convicting because, okay, there's times when I'm not loving. Okay, well, why not? Well, in those moments, I'm not reflecting the spirit of Jesus. All of that making sense? Okay, I got one more thing to say, and then we'll talk about it, unless y'all want to dive in now. Another one of my very favorite sections of scripture that I ignored for most of my life, and it's in the Faith Walking material, so if you've been through Faith Walking, you'll, you'll remember it, but in, in Luke 9, verses 55 and following is, is one of my favorite accounts where Jesus and the disciples are going through Samaria and uh, they go to a Samaritan town to get ready. Y'all remember, I talk about it all the time. And the Samaritans say, no, you can't stay here. And when the message comes back to Jesus and the disciples, James and John look at Jesus and ask him, would you like us to call down fire from heaven and just annihilate those people? Well, there's, there's a little section, and it's, it's not in the best, the oldest manuscripts. Okay, so it's an addition but but I think it's a great addition, and in a couple of the translations, including the old King James Version, here's what it says. You don't know what spirit you are of. Uh, another way to say that is, you don't know what kind of spirit you belong to. Guys, first of all, he rebuked them, and he said, y'all don't get it here's what I think Jesus was saying in that moment. What you're wanting to do is not reflective of my spirit. It, that's reflective of some other spirit. And you don't even have a clue what spirit that is. And we could say, well, that's the spirit of the devil or whatever. And, and I'm okay with that, but don't get lost in that. What, what I want you to get, what I want you to get clear about is Jesus said that Here's what he said. Vengeance and violence is not reflective of my spirit. So get in alignment with my spirit. So in the upper room on Easter Sunday, Jesus shows up. He breathes on the disciples and he says to them, welcome my spirit into your life. And what I want to say to that folks is I think there is this constant challenge to ask ourselves: is my life, is my thinking, is my behavior, or are, are my attitudes in alignment with the spirit of Jesus given at Easter? Not just, okay, I believed one day and I received the Holy Spirit. Yeah, but but is your life in alignment with the Spirit today? And love is one of the first fruits of the spirit of Jesus. And so if you don't love, you're not reflecting the spirit of Jesus. It's my choice. And and recognize, so I don't believe this. I don't, well, okay, I'm going to welcome the spirit of Jesus. And then the spirit of Jesus just overpowers me. And suddenly I love everybody every day. I don't believe that happens that way. I believe Again, we partner with God, we partner. So I choose to take on the spirit of Christ. And then every day, in every choice, in every decision, when I'm challenged not to reflect the spirit of Christ, I choose to welcome the spirit of Christ and reflect that spirit. And one thing I know for sure is vengeance and violence Do not reflect the spirit of Christ. So that's what I'm thinking about today. What's that stir up for you?
0: I struggle with that statement just a little. Not the vengeance part. um, Because it was a conversation that came up recently. um, Because I'm a gunner. And I don't believe in killing people. I don't believe in violence, harming another human being or living being, but I, I believe in protecting myself and my family and I know I would. And then I wonder, you know, when you go back to the commandments and what the Bible says, thou shalt not kill, you know, and it's, it's, it's Mm -hmm. difficult. It's extremely difficult. Um, you know, trying to comprehend that, you know, not wanting to live with that on your mind and in your spirit, the rest of your life should it ever have to come to something like that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Brenda, that it's it, it's a hard one, and and we and I don't think any of us know what we would do if we were pushed into a moment where our life or our family was was literally threatened. I, I you know, I, I don't know what I would do. But but this is the place of growth for me. But I want to become less fearful of that. I mean. I don't know everything about Easter, and I'm growing and I'm learning um, but but one of the things that Easter did was i mean if if I believe Easter and, and if I believe first Corinthians fifteen, if I really believe in resurrection, then the sting of death has lost its its threat for me that's true that's uh, that's so
0: true. I mean, I thought about that the other day
1: right and and so. So I'm just saying I'm still in process, but, but I want to be less afraid. Yeah. Because I think, so God's not, God did not give us a spirit of fear. Fear is not the spirit of Jesus. Jesus, I think, lived a life, demonstrated for us a life. He wasn't afraid so I want to become more like that. So that's, that's the best I've got. And yeah, I'm, I'm with you and I don't know what i do. And I don't want us to get lost in a conversation of whether, you know, any of that. Judith.
3: Yeah. I'm just, I'm just struck how this is one piece of a puzzle that the Lord has been bringing into my life right now in mm-hmm. various ways. I've been in a book club where we're reading Transformation of the Heart by Dallas Willard, yeah. which, um, just fits in so incredibly well. I um, had an interaction with one of the brothers of the Society of Saint John the Evangelist from Cambridge, Massachusetts, who sent me his sermon about choice um, and how we have to choose, and we choose every day. And I'm just, I'm just struck by how this is all coming together from um, for, for me in my life, and
2: mm-hmm.
3: and it's played out in a few. Um, episodes where i i see that i i didn't make the right choice at the moment um mm-hmm. it wasn't as as though it was uh violence um in the physical sense but um i reacted badly um mm-hmm. i didn't i didn't respond i didn't take a deep breath i reacted and i've um i'm just grateful that that god's spirit is is teaching me these things better late than never you know it's mm-hmm. um
2: Mm-hmm. maybe i can
3: maybe i'll get it right someday um but i'm i'm just incredibly grateful and i'm i'm dumbfounded that it's all coming together like this major puzzle um, it's it's really
1: cool yeah that's great so
4: yeah uh, i mean everything you said really resonates with me um i i too have been thinking a lot about choice lately And I mean, I think there's just so many scriptures, like the one put on love, just says Mm -hmm. put on love. It's like, okay, am I going to make that choice or not? And I'm only able to make that choice because of the spirit of Jesus who resides in me. Uh, I mean, that empowers me to make that choice. Um, But reckoning with that it is a battleground there's a lot uh, working in me that does not want to make those choices. Mm-hmm. And um, um, so I have to just uh, own that and reckon with that, but, but continue to lean into the choices that, um, that reflect the spirit of Jesus. Um, and, and on the kind of the issue of something like violence or any other topic, um, I mean, I, for me, I need to, the question is, am I, am I, do I have an attitude of violence much more than what would I do in a particular circumstance? Yeah. Uh, it's what, you know, am I, am I a person of peace? Yeah. Um, and am I choosing to live into that?
1: Right. So, and that, yeah, I mean, you bring up such good points and it's so challenging. Um, uh, am I a person of peace? And, and I, I, here's what I want to keep coming back to group. This is counter the way many people live, including many people who go to church every day, every Sunday. And so it's upsetting to people. It's disconcerting. It's, uh, okay, yeah, I, I want to be a person of peace. Well, wait just a minute, but what about when somebody gets in your face and blah, 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 blah shouldn't you, you know? Yeah, no, I want to be a person of peace, period. No exceptions. And and it is counter culture. It is counter the way most of us react out of our anxieties and fears. And And just as they didn't really like what Jesus said and they executed him. They aren't going to like us and what we say if we say it also. And we may get attacked for it, but we're not afraid of that either because because we're aligning with the spirit of Jesus. I, I just want to keep coming back to the reality that, yeah, and they put Jesus to death for it. Talk to me, John.
5: I think one of the, the things that... Um... I find quite interesting is you look at the Apostle John, who's in the in the in the authorised version. I think it says the sons of Energies. Uh, there were the sons of thunder, very angry
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
5: Uh, men. And what I what I find is that. It's this process of, of transformation, because it talks about, um, in the in his last days, uh, it is said of John when he was at, uh, I think it was Ephesus, that he was carried on, on, on the buyer in a, in a sort of like a hammock, in a bed, and he would just say, love each other, love each other. Mm-hmm. And it's that transformation
2: mm-hmm. from
5: being that man that that angry young man into that man that uh, just simply uh, said love is the, love is the key and um the, i mean i've, I've actually uh, i mean several many years ago um my wife and i w- went to ephesus you know, went to the cave whether it is the actual place itself um is uh is another story but it's just reflecting on that and the transformation Mm -hmm. that god is actually doing in our lives and and it's little by little and as you say uh it's this process of of uh of sanctification i think Mm -hmm. uh, you know is Mm it is it instant is it gradual um jesus says uh in one sense, we have everything, and yet it's a yet it's a choice, and it, it's these it's these mm-hmm. life is what I find is made up of little choices.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: Um, mm-hmm. What I found is um, in life, and without going on to the opening up the story about um, uh, my my son again, sometimes you think, well, uh, this is a particular these things have happened, therefore A plus B equals the outcome.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: and what, what what I found is that actually uh, God the, the Lord's often got a different agenda which is uh, which is different to the actual cho- our choices because he is more concerned about the the the, 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 um, the character formation of Christ in us. I mean uh, mm-hmm. I was on, a, I'm on I was on another uh, forum. Uh, and one of the one of the speakers was saying really the issue which is in front of us is not really the issue uh, the, the the big issue is how is this issue going to uh, cause us to be more like christ
2: mm-hmm.
5: because mm-hmm. that that it, it is the character formation of mm-hmm. Christ and uh, sometimes you know and it's reminding ourselves as well that when we do let's say we think we've made messed up well it's not that we it's like it's like somebody said uh, it's not so much that we fail but we get another opportunity to take the exam
1: <laughs> there you go we get to take the exam over again i love that
5: but it's that sort of thing because sometimes we think hey um, mm-hmm. i've failed i've messed up
2: mm-hmm. no
5: uh, it's it, it's a case of it's it's once around the block yeah and then, good. and and that's what I'm, and, I, and that's what I'm having to learn. In, in that, okay, this this situation, mm, right? Okay, now this is what I did the last time. What do I need to do? It's different.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, John. It's good, good stuff.
5: Oh,
4: just a quick in response to to John. I mean, it, um, I hear in that just the need to always uh, move on uh Mm -hmm. you know um Mm -hmm. i I think about peter and you know denying the lord three times and you know how awful that was and yet then we then we get to see the rest of the story and he didn't stop Mm there. yeah
3: that's a good reminder so thank you i was i was thinking about this little episode that um where i botched it last night how do if if i'm going to be a person of peace how do I balance that with still trying to communicate the mission of Christ, some to, which sometimes is going to fly in the face of what somebody else is saying? It's, it's going to be um, this. This was a conversation that came up at dinner um, with. I don't know. It was one of those crazy. You know, I mean, I took the bait, unfortunately, but it was. I had. I had seen a, um, a news report that had we been better at vaccination, we would not have lost a quarter of a million people in this country. Um, And so I just mentioned that and somebody else at the table said, well, it's all those immigrants coming across the borders that are causing this to be a problem. Well, I'm, I'm sorry. Yes, I know that immigration has some issues, but there are also refugees coming that are, are fleeing oppressive regimes that we need to support and help. So, so how, how do we say those things? How do we bring that up without mm-hmm. causing the conflict and still being a person of peace? Mm-hmm. I didn't do it right last night. Um, mm-hmm. And I did apologize afterwards, um, not for what I said, but for upsetting someone. Um, I, I, I just walking that balance. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I'm, I'm not quite That's there a- yet. It's a great question, Judith. And it's a challenging question. And, uh, and I wished I was an expert and could just tell you in a real simple. But, but here's, what I, here, here's what helps me. Being a person of peace for me means being a person that's for wholeness being restored. It doesn't, so it doesn't mean that I won't say things that are going to upset people. For me, that's not, that's a peacekeeper, not a peacemaker. Mm. So peacemakers will stir things up sometimes, but I don't, but I, but as I stir things up, I don't stir them up intentionally wanting to conflict with people. I stir things up simply by being differentiated and defining myself clearly and saying, yeah, Uh, Okay, let's talk about, so so how does vaccination align or not align with the spirit of Jesus? And if that upsets people, then that upsets people. So for me, it's not about the upsetting people. It's about, am am I speaking what I believe will help us move toward wholeness?
3: Okay, I like that.
1: It helps me sometimes. It helps helps me sometimes. But the truth is, I'm a people pleaser and I want everybody to like me and I don't want anybody to disagree with what I say or get upset by what I say. And yet, they did with Jesus. And so, if I'm going to have the spirit of Jesus, then that means, okay, I want to say it in a kind way. I want to say it in an humble way. But I'm going to say what I believe, even if it upsets people. Because because I am, I want to be a peacemaker, and and which means for me a wholeness restorer. And this is a place of brokenness, and I want to see it restored to wholeness. Which doesn't mean I'm always right. About ninety nine and a half percent of the time I am, but you know, there's that half percent that I'm not.
5: <laughs> Thank you for laughing so. Uh, I, I I meant it as a joke. So thank you for laughing. I mean, just on that, I mean, one of the things, this might seem very basic and, and, and almost simplistic, but one of the things that I've, I'm, I'm having to learn to do is to simply in, in conversation and when people bring things up is to, is where possible to try and step back and thinking, okay, is this something I am responsible for Mm-hmm. Is this something that I can make a difference in, mm-hmm. um, or or is, and is it something that where you know can I bring change into this situation? Because otherwise, it ends up in a like a a, a theoretical uh, circular argument, right? Uh, and I'm 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 trying to I'm 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 let's say I'm trying to practice um, being le- being less, not so much opinionated, but getting my point across to mm-hmm. make sure that the other person right. gets it. Right. Um, because they'll always, irrespective of what country uh, w- of the world that we're in, there will always, somebody will always have a political opinion, this, that, the next thing, um, and so on. Um, and I'm thinking... Is the, does this disturb my peace? And, tr- and then, mm-hmm. and then maybe uh, I don't know, but we we can always. Uh, the other thing that I, that I that I try and do, and I, f- I ha- have to say, I have found this quite helpful, is have periodic fasts from the news.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah. Because often when we're in conversation, um, we're picking up. On the negative opinions of a particular um, uh, correspondent. And uh, if and I think sometimes what we're doing when we're picking up on a lot of the news is we're just we're just adding fuel to mm-hmm. our own anxiety. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes mm-hmm. it's, it, it can be help I, I find it helpful when somebody puts an opinion about such and such and such and such It's in the news. I mean, oh, I haven't read that. I missed it. <laughs> Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> and I missed mm-hmm. the
5: argument as well, thank goodness. But that's mm-hmm. just uh just a couple of things that i found helpful. hmm Good.
1: Carol has written a helpful note here in the in the chat window about uh modeling after Jesus by asking questions. Yeah, I love that, Carol. You're right. That's exactly what Jesus did. Deborah?
6: Taking on what you said and thinking, um, maybe a bit like Judith had said that these are pieces of Current puzzles, mm-hmm. a big current puzzle that involves some choices we'll be making in mm-hmm. the future. Mm-hmm. And like you said, Ken, um, I like people to like me. <laughs> and, and I am a certain, I'm an acquired taste. So people don't always like me. <laughs> I People either really love me or they really can't stand me and don't get me. So they just, you know. And and being at peace with that at this time in my life Mm -hmm. has been really important for me Mm
2: -hmm.
6: that I just recognize that. And Mm I, boy, I don't like to capitalize on somebody not liking me. I think a lot of people, some people really like to exaggerate that. And, 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 um, (laughs) I'm glad you like that. Um, like to harp on that but I don't like to do that but mm-hmm. I know that I have more years behind me than I do in front of me now. Choices that I make have got to be true to my heart and what I what both Bruce and I feel we're really called to
2: mm-hmm. yeah.
6: and that will make a lot of people really happy. Does that make sense? you know? There's mm-hmm. there's choices you make about yeah. what you do that um, go right. against established religion,
2: mm-hmm. I
6: think, or the evangelical maybe religious way of doing something. And mm-hmm. a a friend of mine who's German mentioned something to me Sunday night, and I thought, oh, oh, that possibility might be coming back around. Mm. What are we going to do about that, Lord? what choice will we make and I don't see a sudden choice being made about that for another six or seven months but it was like oh that just got slotted in to what do I do with this Lord is it going to be part of this puzzle I'm comfortable with waiting Mm -hmm. for things to get fitted in Mm -hmm. so appreciate what you were sharing what everybody has shared and very helpful.
1: Thank you very much.
6: Yeah, sure.
1: And I see we're out of time. Thank you all for being here. It's really good to see you. I hope you have a good weekend and a good week. Thank you.
0: For more information about Faith Walking, visit www faithwalking.us. We want to remind you, faithwalking exists because of your financial support. Please consider giving at faithwalking.us backslash donate. Thank you for listening.